Welcome to Running Down the Clock, where we break down all of this week's big news, events, and controversies from the National Football League. Over the next 45 minutes, we will give you basic fan perspective and opinion on the most important stories and moments happening now. So, let's start the clock. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to... That was a real quick intro. Welcome back to Running Down the Clock. We just finished week four, um, which means a bunch of things. Some great games on the weekend, but we're going to lead off with something that's off the field from some piece of shit that used to play football for the Packers. His name is Brett Favre. Uh, I'm here with Puya. Puya, have you heard about this Brett Favre story? I've heard about Brett Favre. I first saw him in the movie Something About Mary, and then I found out he was a football player, I believe. Yeah, he was a football player. He's still a nightmare person. Uh, apparently, well, he is. Hey, stolen... If I could just ask one thing. Oh, uh, no. You... We don't even tell the viewers yet about. No, no, no. Okay. Did you hate the guy just originally just because he played for the Packers? Like, no, no matter what his personal beliefs, anything, you disliked him because he was a Packers guy. Yes. I disliked him right? because he was a just Packers off guy. Back. Off the bat. The way he carried himself, the the way he just kind of got lucky on the field. He didn't read defenses. He didn't know defenses. He's a gunslinger. He's got lucky. Yeah, he's just a gunslinger. He's a gunslinger. And his stupid Wrangler jeans, which I'll, I will never wear. And then it's just, yeah, everything about him just hit me the wrong way. Well, have you heard his take on the Wrangler jeans thing? No. He said the Wrangler jeans were stupid. He's like, if I'm at home, I'm not wearing jeans. They always had me in the ads wearing jeans at home. I don't wear jeans at home. I wear something comfortable, not Wrangler jeans. I don't care what he's wearing. He's wearing poor people's money is what he's wearing. So he apparently get into it. Yeah, get into it. took, if you don't know about the Brett Favre thing yet, he took, he lives in Mississippi. His daughter goes to the University of Southern Mississippi and he stole 50 million, 5 million, $5 million, $5 million worth of welfare money from people in Mississippi so that he could build his daughter a volleyball stadium. So, the part that gets me, and I was reading up on it just to kind of get a little background information. He's not a member of government in any way. And no, he just called. Yeah, he just called the, the mayor. That blows my mind. I'm not saying what he's doing isn't isn't a bad thing. Like obviously, he's aware of who this money should be going to, who it's earmarked for, and who's now not getting it, and who needs it more than you know, kids of wealthy families that just want an upgraded facility. Um, you know, these are people on welfare, the poorest people in the poorest state of, of the states, right? Yeah, the poorest state but, is Mississippi, and he's taking money from the poorest people the in that part state. part that I don't get is, why is he in a position to be making a decision where the money goes? Like, who are these government official pieces of shit people who are just allowing him to choose where the, how these funds are spent there to me like that's the corruption of the government that's even the worst problem of just letting some celebrity you know he's not a government official he's not an elected official he has no political experience why is he in charge of any of this yeah it's no pieces of shit right. in government that are just allowing him to come in and do this yeah he shouldn't be able that's to... the greater problem to me well i sure that is the greater problem but we're a football podcast so yeah. we're going to talk about the football aspect of it what's well, a volleyball aspect it's well <laughs> so apparently the, he did that he took the five million dollars he paid himself a million dollars out of that apparently and then used the rest to fund part of this volleyball stadium so that his daughter could go there and play and, and they apparently there, um, there must have been like wet paint or something that's that 
got on our shoes and he didn't like that. So they had to yeah, so what I read what I read they were doing is he had speaking engagements in which they state was paying him for, which he'd no show for. Yeah. Like they're just it was always planned that he's just getting the money. Yeah. You know, it's just yeah, it's a piece of shit thing to do for sure. Don't get me wrong there. Like he's not he's not innocent in any way. In any way, he's guilty no. in every way. And it just makes everybody who hates him. But is what he's doing is, is what he's doing a crime? Is it legally a crime? Isn't it? I I don't know. He's not the one in charge of the spending, right? Like he's I guess he's is he embezzling? What's he doing? What he's doing isn't right. I don't know law well enough to know what he's doing. Yeah, it's we're morally wrong for sure. I don't know what crimes he's actually uh he's breaking. Like I could see him getting off on this. He's got Trump's lawyer. Yeah. Because you know, like they make an argument he's not breaking the law. That's that's how you double when you know you've done something that might not be illegal, but it's just morally morally horrible. You just get the same guy that that represents one of the most morally horrible people in the world. Yeah, without sounding too jaded and negative, I feel like that is the government in a nutshell. What they do isn't illegal. Uh, it's just morally completely wrong. Yeah. Well, I just, it's just, it's just like, come on. How much money has he made in his lifetime that he could have just funded it himself? Like, this is worse than that USC scandal. What was the USC one? Where the, the one where the actresses are paying their. Yeah, actors were paying people to get I their don't... kids into school on athletic scholarships. Like, and that one blows my mind because you could just pay for them to go to school, like just donate a wing of a library or something or, or a new cafeteria or an upgrade for the same amount of money yeah. as you could just to have your kids fake being an athlete to get a scholarship. Like it just, to me, it was a weird workaround. Like, why would you do that? Like, why, yeah. why would you, why would you do that? So this, I can see why he's just showing that he doesn't want to spend his own money because he's a selfish person, but also he wants his daughter to have the best court possible. He also well, tried I, to get Deion Sanders' son to go to football there by promising that he would get money to build a new stadium. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the only part of this that's wrong is you've just taken money from poor people. Like, I mean, well, it's <laughs> the worst part. Took state. Yeah, that's, that's the worst part. I don't, really part care, about, I don't care about where his daughter goes to school or like where they have all, I love sports. Don't get me wrong. Sports are huge, but there's bigger problems in society than not having sports, you know? Put up a concrete basketball court and let them play there. I mean, they're still, the they're still needy, getting you know, like, sports. They're still getting the sports. He just wanted a better place for them to play. Silly. It's it's a silly, stupid thing to do when you've got that status and that money. I, I, it's one of those things like I don't know why you would do it. Like why even? Just, well, I mean, what was his last time he was in the news? Some sort of uh, sexual allegation, sexual assault allegations, or sexual misconduct? I don't know. Is that true? I don't know if that's true. Is that yeah, true? He was, I mean, he was in the news for it. I don't know whatever came of it, but yeah. But he had some, uh, was he in the news his, for it because someone else did something like that and they just happened to be wearing Wrangler jeans? And then someone said, yeah, yeah, they were also wearing. No, I mean, even like when jeans. he was, what, what was it? When he was with the Vikings, there was like, think uh, some reports coming out of he was um, sexually harassing uh, reporters and stuff. Something like that. I'm, I mean, I'm getting the facts a little mixed up here. Don't quote me 100%, but. Yeah, no, don't sue us, anybody. I mean, no one's listening, but don't sue us. The uh, <laughs> It just goes to show he's not a good person, which is something that people have kind of known about him for a while. But yeah. all right, let's go on to some football talk, and we'll go about the Thursday night game first because we talked about this at length and in depth last week. 
but we have to talk about it again because it has changed and we both have voiced our opinions. We've been pretty clear about it, but Tua Tonga Viola got smoked again on Thursday night and he looked dead. He looked crippled. He looked like his hands, he was like everything convulsed and it looked like he had a seizure out there. It, you can't tell now you cannot deny that there's something that happened the, the week before on Sunday that caused him to have a concussion. And this was another concussion where it's just increased that drama. So just even leading up to any of like, even before two was in the league, the whole thing about the player safety, having a Thursday night game is not really, um, you know, in line with this, you know, protect the players. You're not giving them the same kind of rest. That's like, true. It, it just goes to show the NFL is all about commerce. It's about the almighty dollar. That's where they're, and let's be real that is there there they are business the nfl is a business first and foremost and yeah, everything no, they yeah. do is a business decision sure but at, at what point does this hurt them business wise at what point do people stop watching because nobody wants to see what happened to him on thursday night that was scary well at this point i mean this is the point like yeah no like it's not only nobody wants to watch that because, you know, like you said, like when his fingers started just, you know, seizing up, his whole body seized up like that. People don't want to watch that. You know, no. messed up people want to see that sort of thing. But also you're taking good players out of the game and taking good players out of the game doesn't make it as exciting for the fans to watch, right? When, sure, you miss him one game, but then he's back the next game. Yeah. Rather well, than means if they had sat him Thursday night, which they should have done, He'd be playing the next four weeks. He might not come back this season based on this injury. Well, who knows? Maybe the first initial injury. We don't. We that's the whole thing is we have no knowledge that first initial injury. What if that was a season ender right there? Yeah, we don't know the extent of it. That coat. Uh, that sorry. That doctor was fired apparently. Well, here let's get into that because it started off with the first thing I read was the NFLPA was suing the NFL because of how they handled the concussion situation with Tua on that Sunday. And my brain immediately went to um, why does the NFLPA not have their own doctors at these games? Like that just seems like a pretty simple thing to do is that if you don't want the NFL to control people's concussions and going back into the game, then you should have a representative from your side of that argument there at all times as well. And I guess that they did because they fired that guy who also mishandled the situation. So everybody all together was not paying attention. And they brought in an expert that came in and said, the way this whole thing was handled Sunday was terrible and not done properly. So what's the fix? Like the only thing I could think of is you have an NFL representative doctor an NFL players association doctor. And then maybe like, like the mom of the players that are there to be like, no, like you can't put my son back in or the, like their wife or kids or something that are like, Hey, no, he's not going back in. Like, is that the only way to get this back? Like that's like, I don't did understand. You, did you read that story of, um, was it Mike, um, Mike Tomlin, um, the uh, Pittsburgh coach, Tomlin, Tomlinson, what's his name? Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin. Um, there was a player he had who was concussed. The coaches, uh, sorry, the, the league cleared him. The doctors cleared him. And he said, no, because if you were my son, there is no way I would let you continue playing. Is this a true story? I'm pretty sure. I, I mean, I, internet facts, right? This age of like internet stories. Yeah, this is a true. I'm pretty sure it's a true story. Like I'm not getting it from an unreliable source. So, you know, that's like, that's like, so that's why he is one of the most liked coaches. Oh, he's a real, he's real in the sport. He's as real as they come. Yeah. Like that's a good thing to do is like, well, I know you're not going back in there. Like I saw what happened to you. 
Yeah. He's like, if you can, you know, that's the whole bond of having, that's why guys like him, right? Like he's treating them like if this was my son, there's no way I'd let you play again for son until you're, you know. And, yeah. Until your brain isn't coming out of your ears. You ever had a bad concussion like that? I believe so. Yeah. I got knocked out playing like just flag football once at school. Like my head hit someone's knee. And I just remember blacking out and coming back in. But yeah, yeah, I had one really bad one. It was from soccer. Goalie ran through me. It was a casual game. It was like a Christmas classic game we played. Goalie went right through me. He was a big guy, like six, four or something. And he just, I don't know why, just being a big old, put a shoulder right through me. I didn't get knocked out, but just straight to the head. Yeah. Four days, I was depressed. I couldn't even leave the house, couldn't leave the bed, waking up at four in the afternoon, like just no motivation to live. Like that yeah. chemical imbalance is real. Yeah, especially on guys that are like their brains are still, like, some of these guys are 21, 22 years old. Yeah. Like the brains are still growing. Their bodies are still growing. Like they get, these guys get 20 pounds, 30 pounds heavier in like two years into the league. Yeah. The thing about the Tua hit though is all the stuff they said about the back, that, could have also been true as well like you yeah, don't sure. know how many injuries he could have sustained from that right sure but if you watch the videos yes oh see no he his hit his head. head i'm not saying i'm not saying thin. i'm just saying you know like w- once it shows that they're covering up they're not releasing the full uh, extent of the injuries and you know as you know i understand they don't have to tell that to the fans but they have to be honest with the players for their safety at least let them know like hey you got this you got this you got this this is what you're facing right now, right? Yeah. But I mean, like, someone who like knows Mike how Conley, many injuries he's had. Like the, the way his body seized up, I don't know. I'm not a medical doctor, but that seems like a nervous issue thing, right? Like that seems almost like a spinal thing. Well, his brain probably, uh, the concussion is when your brain expands so that it, it swells it against hits. your skull, right? It just, it moves. It's like a jello. It just, it hits against the inside of your skull because your brain is really soft. It's like no, gelatin. Sure. So like there's, it just probably wasn't healed yet. And then it just took another another beating and that was a brutal that second one on thursday night that was brutal the way he got thrown down to the ground like that now i this might be a hot take or like i don't want to say it's inappropriate but that first shot on sunday and then the second one on thursday like at some point he's also kind of kind of learned how to fall right yeah, you're victim blaming now, but that's i know i know i'm victim blaming i know but it's true like stunt people 100%. do it hundred percent people learn how to fall. You got to yeah. learn how to get hit. Like I spent just that first one on Sunday, he got shoved in the chest and maybe he not expected it, but you, you at some point you have to like, in hockey, when you're a kid growing up, you get taught how to get hit, not just how to hit people. Yeah. You get taught how to get hit. I'm wondering if these guys are still like, because they're I, coddled, they're coddled so much through college and, and the NFL. Like at some point you got to remind them how to get hit. I, I remember playing rugby and again, rugby hits are different than um, uh, football hits just because rugby, the guy's always just from the offside rule. He's always in front of you. So you always see him coming. The blind side hits are way more rare in rugby. But I remember from my own experience, 85, 90% of the times you didn't get injured is if you went with the tackle, you saw it coming, you accepted the fact I'm getting hit and you went with the tackle. Yeah. It's when you try and resist, you know, you tweak your back, you pull a muscle, you pull, tear an ACL or something because you're trying to resist. Your momentum's pushing you one way. Your muscles pull you another way. Another player's taking you with his weight another direction, and everything just gets pulled apart, and that's how you get hurt the most. Yeah. Now, that's not 
preventative to things like concussions because that's still you're just gonna get slammed right yes but yes. a lot of injuries like you're saying is just accepting how to take the hit but again that that takes away your your whole one of your best um, attributes as an athletic QB is being evasive and um, just what do you call it? Uh, keeping the play going, right? Keeping for the play sure. Right. For sure. But when you've already thrown the ball and you kind of are just standing there and you see a guy coming at you, like, cause he, he did, he saw that. And then he kind of just went flat on his back and his head got smoked, but That's I don't know. Brain. Like it's yeah. Like Jimmy, he, you don't see Tom Brady getting hit like that. No, no. Um, yeah, so I, I don't know. I don't know what the solve is, but it's going to be a messy little outcome for the next couple of weeks with, with the I, whole two. I wouldn't be surprised if we do see a major shift, and I, it could even be temporarily, of more being you know on top of players. Like the minorest thing, they're going to make them sit. Yeah. Uh, yeah just I think. Because, I mean, it's like any other corporate thing, you know, like any time of the month, you know, like you see the, you know, I'm not, not, nothing against anybody, but like Pride Month, you see, all these corporations put up the rainbow flags July 1st, all gone. It's yeah. just whatever they have to do to kind of fit in, you know, black history month, February, they do it March. It's all gone. Yeah. So you think it's one of those things where the next month or so everyone kind of like really, well, really plays close attention the to it. Social responsibility now, like, Oh, you know, this is what people want to see us do. I don't know. I'm just thinking like, you know, there's going to be a lot of people speaking out against this, right? Because it, it was so publicly seen that he was hit badly. He shouldn't have played in immediately in the next game. And it was, it was a very graphic image of him oh, yeah. on the ground there. Like it wasn't just like he took a bad hit. They stretched him off. Like you said, like he's convulsed. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't like you get, there's a difference between like watching a guy break his ankle or have his foot turn like 90 degrees. That's an injury. That's like kind of a freak thing. That is part of you could do that on regular life, just kind of running down the street, but to just continuously get put into a game to have concussion and then have that your brain choosing to make by itself, choosing to make your fingers warp. Like it looked like he broke all of his fingers. What? It's also like those kind of injuries, they're not quantifiable the same way as, you know, your shin bone is snapped in half. This bone, like they can show you on the x-ray, this bone is snapped in half. Typically, it's this time to heal. This is what this procedure is, right? Mm -hmm. It's a very quantifiable, like it's measurable. They can tell you everything about it. Your nervous system is so different for everybody to understand the long-term effects of it. You don't know. You know, the way they know is when you're dead and they study you afterwards. Yeah. You know, it's a little too late then. A little too late then. Right now it is anyways. That's yeah. why you need to have like someone that cares about this person essentially in that doctor's room when there's a concussion protocol. Someone has to be a voice of reason. Yeah. And again, just playing the other side of the argument. And I, I don't know what the take is, but we don't know. Like, is too upset if they didn't let him play? Yeah, probably. But at, at some point, too bad. You're not... Like, you're not going to be in a hospital tonight. Right? Like, I bet you now if Tua went back and was like, oh, I'm not going to play that last Thursday game. I'm going to go back a week and not play that game because I know what happens. Like, that's a choice he would make. Well, only because of the hospital hit. But, I mean. Well, that's what happened. Yeah. Anyways, let's move on to maybe something that's a little more controversial. Is Jared Goff from the Lions an NFL MVP candidate? I'll tell you this. I only say 
regardless of how his stats finish, I don't think so only because I feel like it's one of those things that it's favored to a t- guy who's winning. hundred percent. There's no, there's no way he's going to win unless they win nine or 10 games coming up. Yeah. There's no way Jared Goff is going to be an MVP, but the numbers he's putting up right now, it's the, the highest scoring offense in the league. And he's having a hell of a season. He's got more completions than Brady Mahomes, Rogers, more yards than Brady Mahomes, Jalen Hurts. He's got more passing touchdowns than Allen Herbert or Rogers. He he might not get MVP, but he could win the Offensive Player of the Year award. This is two seasons now, where I guess ever since Matt Patricia left, the Lions are losing every game by three three points. They're yeah. losing week in week out by three points, and they're scoring 30, 35, 40, 45 points. How are you scoring forty five points and not winning? That's yeah, not. You know, that's not something you expect. You expect your team puts up 45, you're winning that game. So do they fire their defensive coordinator? I mean, I think you have to look at the problem is on defense, no? Well, I think the problem on defense is that there's not a good enough player. Their defensive line is great. But there's not, there's a rookie that everybody loves and Malcolm Rodriguez, that it's his first season, who's all over the place making plays. But other than that, the safeties, their best player on defense used to be uh, Tracy Walker, who's now out for the season with an ACL tear. So their their defensive backs and their free safeties and their outside linebackers aren't great. So they don't, I don't know if they have the personnel to be good, but their defensive line is good. But at, at some point, I think they're the only team that's led in 30 plus every game this, this season so far. Yeah, I mean, that their defense is killing them. Killing them. It was a 48-45 loss to Seattle. Seattle, like what's Seattle putting up against other teams? The same amount. So we could pivot off that because Gino, 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 Gino Smith. How about a hell of a year that Gino Smith is having? He is very quiet. I don't even know if it's quietly, but he's because is he's this, not talking about Seattle. But is this team atop the division? Um, no, they're not. Are they they're, not? No, the Seahawks are. The Seahawks are everyone's tied in that division at two and two, so, so you could theoretically be put yeah, that top. Yeah, so they're tied the for okay, yeah, okay. They're tied first, which is outstanding. And I'm trying to look at um, at the stats here because I believe that he is beating Russell Wilson in every category this year so far. More sure, touchdowns. Russell's not doing great. No, he's not. And but again, he's also I, I in his it. defense. He's team. got a brand new system, yeah. brand new team. Yeah, I mean, it's it's rare that a guy just moves over like that and just has immediate success. Like, I mean, Tom Brady won a Super Bowl doing it, but not everybody's him. Yeah, not everyone's Tom Brady. Um, but that being said, is it more of a surprise that Russell Wilson is having a slower or worse season on essentially what was supposed to be a great team? Or that Geno Smith is doing very well on a team that we had finishing last place. Um, I think it's again, it's one of those things. It's very early in the season. Like, do you, I'm, it reminds me of like Ryan Fitzpatrick. He always, wherever he went, he had these streaks of just looking great, but he could never sustain it for an entire season. Now, I like. Geno Smith, just because I like this underdog story, right? Like, it, it's a good that one. first game, that first game where he came out, like, just the joy on his face of being somebody who's been counted out. For 10 years. Yeah. And For 10 just, years. 
still, you know, like you, I, I love an athlete like that. He never gave up on his dream. He never gave up on his goals. He sat there, didn't do anything in Seattle except take coin tosses for the past few seasons. Didn't complain. Didn't argue with anybody. Just sat there and helped the team anyway he could his until moment. his chance came. Yeah. yeah, waited for his moment, and he's making the most of it. How can you not appreciate? How can you not have respect for the guy for doing? I mean, that? if he stays like this, they'll make a movie about. Him. If these Seahawks, if these if the Seattle Seahawks make the playoffs with Geno Smith at quarterback, they will make a movie about this guy. Do you feel bad for Drew Locke at that point? No, I've, I <laughs> will never feel bad about Drew Locke. Some people just don't make it. Some people just don't make it. Drew Locke might have his own story in ten years. No, there's thirty-two starting quarterbacks in the world. That's it. The world. Yeah. That's it. And some of them aren't starting quarterbacks. Some of the guys on these teams aren't starting quarterbacks. We thought Geno Smith wasn't going to be one of those and he's proven us all wrong right now he's holding his own as long yeah as long as he's he's as good as you could be asking for from seattle right now like he's a surprise for sure and i hope that he i hope he carries on because it is exciting like i know he just beat the lions and everything but like the interviews after he's the biggest smile on his face and he's just out there slinging it has he played a good team yet they haven't played a good team yet have they Uh, i mean i'm not calling denver a good team and so far I mean, Denver should be a good team, though. They've beat Denver. Should be, but they're not. The Colts should be a good team, but they're not. Yeah, you're not right. So they, they beat the – no, they lost the 49ers. They beat – The Raiders the, should be a better team than they are. They're not. They lost the Falcons, too. So, I mean, they beat the Lions and the Broncos. They're surprisingly doing better than I thought, though. Yeah, but that's another team where Marcus Murrieta is doing pretty well. The, the Falcons are also 2-2. Two and two. Which so let's talk about the Panthers for a second because they were wanting to do very very well this year or at least they thought that they'd be in a playoff contention. They're one in three. Baker doesn't seem to be getting it done. Now you have a guy like Christian McCaffrey, who we don't know how much time he has left because he's getting injured all the time, but he's a young guy. And then you have three quarterbacks. You got Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, and then the kid that you drafted this year, who Darnold and that kid aren't able to play right now because of injuries baker's not getting it done so it kind of feels like he's not the answer for the future do you kind of blow this team up like do you if you have a team that's one in three that you know is not going anywhere and you have a star like christian mccaffrey should you trade mccaffrey for one or two first round picks i, I think that's always the safe choice uh, again i've never because they're been in, in win now mode they're in win now mode, whereas the Lions oh, they're so far from win. Well. They're so far from win now, though. Well, that's what I mean is they wanted to win now, though. They thought they were a quarterback away from winning now. I, I I'm gonna just throw an idea out there that one of the toughest things in sports is to just come out and admit you're not as good as you planned. You are. Well, that's how like, people get fired. Pull, that's how people pull, get fired. Pulling that trigger of just like you know what where we are not as good as we thought we were going to be. Yeah, people get fine. But on the flip side, like the Geno Smith, if you don't believe in yourself, nobody else is going to believe in you either. As soon as you have accepted that you're not as good as you are, you're not as good as you could be, could have been. But can't so you underplay it and then overachieve? Throwing, you're also throwing away everything. I mean, you have to kind of be fully invested in we're going to do it or no. I don't feel like you can be that halfway of just like. But you can't because like the Lions coaches, when they asked like, what do you expect from this team every year? And they said, we will compete in every game. 
They didn't have to come out and say, hey, we're going to win. We're going to make the playoffs. We're going to win. They said, we will compete in every game. So why did the Panthers coaches and their team say, hey, we have expectations to make the playoffs this year? Because that's their expectations. What was um, from uh, Coach Campbell's uh, talk? What was, and we talked about this on the podcast. His thing was to finish games. That was the goal he set. That's what they're doing. His short-term goal. And that's what they're not doing, actually. They're just coming short right now. Like, that's the whole thing. That He wants to get over that hump of, not falling that short three points every week is no, but they don't style. have the ta- they don't have the talent on the team to do it. Score you need more, to be able to stop somebody. They can't stop anybody. Score, score more points. points. Forty five points. Put up fifty five. I mean, that's hey. If they got the ball back, they would have scored again. Well, that's what they I'm saying. Like you know, but you, you need you gotta find a way. To do it. You got to find a way. That's the only choice. Sure, but if your team is not doing well and you know that, like the Lions knew they weren't going to make the playoffs this year. I don't care what anybody says. There was everyone in the world knew they were going to win like three. No, games. and I don't think I think they're realistic. They sure realize. So what they are trying to grow their talent. They're trying to build exactly. again. Yeah. The Panthers thought they're going to make the playoffs. It's clearly not going to work out. Should they start shipping people out? Should would it be good to see CMC on a team like the Buccaneers? Yeah, I, I mean, yes, I think. I've always thought like to rebuild in NFL, you get a quicker rebuild than other sports. You, you rebuild from going to the bottom. You don't rebuild from like, uh, you know, try and get a couple quick guys in there to, to change things around. Unless you're a piece or two short, they're clearly not a piece or two short. No, they thought they were with a quarterback. Turns out they're not. So therefore, but they still could be because they never got that quarterback. Wow. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, he, Baker, you, you even said yourself, Baker's not getting it done. Baker's it's not, not like, it it's not like, oh, they're brought on the quarterback and the rest of the team's not living up to the quarterback talent level. So you, you said, think they should just continue to lose, draft a quarterback next year with the same team? I mean, that's the, that's a question of assessing how much of your team you can keep. And I, I'm studying them now, which I don't care about Carolina. Um, yeah, just, I'm just saying, so do you, you, like, you could use anybody else, uh, like the Colts. If the Colts keep losing, is there any reason to keep Jonathan Taylor around? Is there any reason to keep Michael Pittman around? The yeah, defensive guys I, should yeah. get rid of them. Col- like- for the Colts, it seems like they can keep their team together, no? I don't think they have anybody on like a massive contract. That no, they- and they have lots of money to spend too. It's just exactly. like, it's not working though. No, and who is it the, uh, the Colts this week that said, it's frustrating getting a new quarterback every year. And you keep getting this old guy who's just not your answer. You know, what what is the other answer? The answer is to get a younger guy to grow the team. Is they're growing their younger players, grow grow your quarterback too. Like we'll get like a kind of like um, a little bit experienced. They're getting guys at the twilights of their careers. So they well, I guess draft. Carson Wentz. No, no, Carson Wentz is not the twilight of his career, but but so they're, you're saying they should draft because they're always kind of right in the middle around 17, 18. They should draft a quarterback that's like maybe third off the board and just pray that in two years, it takes three or four years for a quarterback to hit you, the stride. You know my fantasy football history. I, I'm not good with the draft. But it here's takes, my question. Here's it takes three question. or four years for a rookie quarterback yeah. to do well in this league unless they're like phenoms like yeah. Mahomes. Here's, but, here's, my, here's my question to you, though. How easy is it to actually draft that quarterback? I don't feel it's like, like it's, it's hard. I, that's what I mean. Like, give me first pick. And I still don't think you're picking that franchise quarterback. What maybe? No, you're right. That, well, look at Carson Wentz. Ten times. Carson Wentz, first round quarterback. I think he was third, maybe. Um, Jared Goff. Yeah, Jared Goff was one. 
like those it's guys. Not it's not that easy to pick. This it's franchise not easy. Quarterback. So how is it? So how is it more frustrating to bring in a guy that's proven and not do well than to just say, okay, we're going to waste three years of your team's youth. Who was proven that they brought in? Baker Mayfield wasn't proven. Sam Darnold wasn't proven. None of the, these guys the were Colts, proven. The Colts. The Colts. The Colts. They brought in Phillip Rivers. Proven. But Carson yeah, Wentz, but he was, he Super was Bowl. at the end of his career. That's what I'm saying. Like, you, so probably, like, you, you, okay, have, you said, you said. Wouldn't, wouldn't you rather have, hold on. Wouldn't you rather have a proven veteran instead of a rookie that's going to take three or four years? I'd rather have a proven veteran who's not on the last year of his career. Obviously, if he's retiring next year, he doesn't have that much left in the tank. He doesn't have that overdrive in games to just go all out and win. He's already in his head decided, I'm not playing next year. My body can't take it. A proven veteran is different than the guy in his, you know, what what do they call in basketball? The um, the farewell tour. I don't want a farewell tour guy. Don't give me a farewell tour player. So then you're saying they should have went out and traded for Carson Wentz was a better move. The Carson, yeah, uh, Russell Wilson. Uh, Carson Wentz was a better move. I think that's the disappointment where that one didn't work out. So isn't it hard to do that again, knowing that it didn't work out with the Carson Wentz, who you thought was a proven type of guy that you just thought was bad luck? No, no thing works out every single time. But just because it didn't work out this time doesn't mean things don't work out the next time. You keep going at you. What what is the thing you say? You practice success. And success will follow, right? You practice successful things and, you know, just because it didn't work out this time doesn't mean, okay, well, we got to blow everything up and try again. Try, you know, like, again, they got Matt Ryan. How many more years do you think Matt Ryan's got in him? This could have been a lot. This could be his last year. Farewell to her. We said that at the beginning of this, that the beginning of this podcast, when we first started, though, was like Matt Ryan had, is on a prove it deal. Like he has to do well or else why would they ever bring him back? And then who else would ever get him? That's that's what I'm saying. Like, ah, I don't think the move is getting a farewell to a quarterback. No, probably not. I don't have an answer. I, I don't know what it is about Baker Mayfield that he just, I don't know if it's an attitude thing that he just doesn't bond well with his teammates or it's not, it's a skill thing. He's not, doesn't make the right decision. He just doesn't have the accuracy. I don't know what the deal is with him that, I think it could just be like a skill thing. Like it just, just it's not, not it's just not that good. Yeah. Was he was he first overall pick? First overall pick, yeah. Won the Heisman trophy. It's just one of those things where like he was great and like in college and just above average in the NFL at every aspect, but no one's really scared of him. Does that make sense? No. Like I like we said, I've never seen him take over a game. Yeah. You know, it's like he's fighting for every single yard. He's, you know? he's just not that good. He's just not no. that good. Um, okay, well, let's see. We're coming down to like the last 10 minutes here. What, well, should we get into what's up? I was going to say, like, he's talking about quarterback that's not that good. I was going to mention Tom Brady. Okay. There's rumors coming out now that him and his wife, they got uh, divorce lawyers. I don't know if there's any truth to any of that. They got but lawyers or they're just talking like I heard. They have hired the. the Stories I read today on the internet, and again, these are internet facts, so I don't know how true any of them are, but I saw multiple sources. They've go. hired divorce lawyers. Now, I don't know what extent that means, but just assuming that's true, how much of an impact does that affect on him going through the rest of the season? If he's got to deal with public divorce, I think that's a major hindrance on his focus for 
I don't think it is at all. No. Well, I mean, it just means that one, he gets to spend more time away from home and more time in the facility watching. But game that looks game. bad. Okay. Yeah. But a lot of that could look bad on the divorce for like, I'm sure he wants a good relationship with his kids too. Right. Like, I don't think he just wants to, like, I don't want to think he wants to lose his whole family like that. Right. Just for a season. But yeah, I, I don't know what the guy's. Well, he doesn't. That doesn't necessarily mean that he gets. He has to lose his family. It just means that he's moving out of the house, where obviously there was a rift, and this maybe this is one of those things where he had enough, and he was like, I, I, I'm going to be healthier if I separate, like separate and get out of here for a second. Yeah. But I mean, I, the I, timing I think- is weird. The timing is very strange for all this. I know that no one chooses the timing of something like this, but it almost seemed like it started. Like he took, he was going back to camp and then he took like 12 days away from camp. And then all of a sudden stuff started happening. So the story is that his, and again, I don't know if there's any truth to this. I've said that about every single thing I've said tonight because I'm full of shit. I know Um, (laughs) the story is his wife was unhappy with him unretired. That's what caused the initial rift. They had plans which he then had to break because he had training camp. So that's why they let him step away from the training camp. You don't think that she was part of that decision for him to go back? I I don't know. I I think not. I mean, I don't know. From every movie, there's no I've way seen... they didn't sit down and have it. From every movie you've seen, he just said, "You know what? Fuck it," and he walked. No, out no, no. From every movie I've football. seen, you know, the, the wife always wants the them to like spend more time with the family. He's like, "When are you gonna come spend time with us?" I'm going well, out actually, I was gonna say he makes more the... money than him. Like, I don't know why he's got. A, he doesn't have to like, use that when excuse I... of work. Like, yeah, she's got her own money. Uh, yeah. When I brought up the fact that for like the two situation, like they should have a family member in the doctor's office when they're making the decision to go back in the game. If you remember uh, any given Sunday. When the old quarterback got hurt and his wife came back and said, you get your ass out there and you continue to play. I don't know who you are if you're not a football player like that. It could go the other way, too, but I'm not saying that's Giselle, but it's like it's not like she was just watching TV one day like, oh, where's Tom? And he's just coming out of the tunnel. <laughs> this no, but I mean, there's a di- there's a difference between, you know, like having a discussion with somebody and then being fully on board. Again, these are like very personal things. There's no way for us to know any of the details, right? No. But I'm just saying this is the stories I've seen on the internet. Now, I think it is a big distraction, especially looking at the the Bucks team right now, where I don't think they're as off to as good of a start as they hoped for. It's not a terrible start. Yeah. They're not crushing games like we thought they were. They're depleted with a lot of injuries, too. Mm -hmm. And start adding some personal problems for their quarterback. And he even said it at the, the beginning of the season. He had that quote. He's like, you know, I'm 45. There's a lot of shit I got to deal with in life. Yeah. And, you know, there's going to be some frustration that sets in. And a couple more smash tablets, a league fine. You know, like it'll start. It could start to work against him. Yeah. Well, hey, the Bills coach smashed some tablets and he didn't get fined. So I think that whole fine situation is bullshit. Well, I think they just don't want to promote the smashing of the tablets. No, we, we know we've talked. We don't need to go back into this. We don't need to go back into this. Why don't they give them their rivals, put on like some iPads or something on the sideline, smash those, and Microsoft can be like, look at they're only smashing the Apple ones. They're only smashing the Apple ones. Just do that. Problem solved. Yeah, but you're still promoting the other companies. No, you're not. They're, they're useless. They're worthless. The, only, the Microsoft ones are sitting pretty on the bench. The Apple product ones, they're getting smashed up. 
mean, you're still seeing that Apple logo though for that split second. Yeah, it's getting stomped on though. Now here's another question: What if the Apple ones don't smash as easy? <laughs> and it looks bad. <laughs> These things are durable as all hell. Ah, <laughs> oh, this show okay. has changed. This show has I don't changed. Even know what we're talking oh, about we haven't even talked about football yet. We haven't talked about any of the games from last week. There was good games, blah blah blah, whatever. Should we hey, talk hey, about hey. upcoming games? We got we got to talk about one thing. We got to talk about one thing. And I think I I need an apology. Not that I've earned one or deserve one. I'm just begging for one. My Raiders pulled it off, eh? Yeah, so they got their first win. So do you think that they can, because it's tough for an 0-3 team to make the playoffs. Do you think this is the first, it's obviously the first step in the right direction, but I mean, it's the Broncos. I mean, it is the Broncos. They're supposed to be good, but they're not, but they're in the same division, which helps. Yeah, I mean, sure. I'm not going to give you an apology for that, though. You can go fuck yourself. Oh, go fuck myself is kind of the best apology I've ever had. <laughs> All right. It's close to any apology I've ever had. Week five coming up because no one cares about past games anymore. It's over. You guys listen to this on Thursday. You don't care. Um, Thursday night game tonight after you listen to this will be Broncos Colts. Seems like Russell Wilson's going to play. Um, this is essentially a game of two underachieving teams. Uh, Broncos are three and a half favorites to win in Denver. Who do you think pulls this one out? This is, yeah, this is the two horse teams. The two horse teams. Yeah. The More foot in the head. The, the foot in the head. Yeah, the foot in the head. Um, well, no, a colt is a, what is it? It's a teenage horse. Yeah, the logos. I'm looking at the logos. Right, right, right. Horseshoe and uh, head. Yeah. I, I think the Colts come back on this one. I don't, I, I, I told you, like watching the Broncos, they're not a convincingly good team. No, they're now, crappy. But the, like, no, the Colts don't look good either. The though. Colts look terrible. And is Jonathan Taylor hate, banged up? Yeah, I don't know if he's playing. What happened to him? Like, is he a I, one 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 year wonder? I hope not, because he's so much fun to watch. He hasn't done much this year, has he? No, but I don't know. Like I said, I don't know what's going on. Now this Everybody knows they can't throw the ball. He plans on playing to Thursday night. He plans yeah. on playing. So he's banged up. Russell Wilson's banged up. Two banged up guys on. He he plans on. Playing, but yeah. you know, if his mom was there, if his mom was there. He might, not, he might not play. Yeah, exactly. He might not play. And then, okay, so let's go. So, who do you think wins this game, Broncos or Colts? Three I said half. Colts. I'm, I'm going with Colts. I'm going Colts. Colts. I think the Colts win too, to be honest. Which is tough. Um, and then, this is a wild at, year. Am I not like? Am I just maybe I'm analyzing this more just because we talked about it a little more? Is this not kind of a wild start to a season where like it, it always is very though. unpredictable? It always so is. Than previous the, year? This is the best part about the NFL is that you never, there's always, we talked about this, like there's always teams that end up sucking that are really good the year before and teams that were terrible the year before that end up being in the playoffs. But not even surprise. the year before. I mean, just week to week is like, oh, that team had a convincing win last week and then they get beat by Tennessee the next week or something. Yeah, there's, that is. Well, that happens too. I mean, it's, I don't know. It does. Parody of the, this is why this league is the best league in sports. Um, Sunday night game, Ravens, Bengals. That's another good one. Ravens in Baltimore. Ravens defense seems to stink this year because Lamar Jackson's out there just scoring touchdowns at will. But in the second half, they end up losing the game. What did you think about those Bengals white uniforms? I Fire. figured, I thought they were actually going to lose that game. And this is based nothing on football. It's just based on nonsense. But they overhyped their uniforms so much so good. that I thought they'd lose just because they overhyped the wrong aspect of the game. The jerseys and the helmets. Yeah, but hey, the, uh, did you like but, the, Did you like them though? 
Oh yeah, I mean, I yeah, I never cool. understood. I never understood why teams were limited to one helmet. Like that's a new rule from just like what past year, past two years. Yeah, I don't know why either. But like, like the that, coolest thing in the in like college is the Oregon Ducks were owned by the oh, yeah. Nike guy. Never every wore the same every jersey. yeah, they've never worn the same jersey, never worn the same outfit. Um, is is awesome. It's like the coolest thing yeah. to see. Every time you watch them, you're like, oh, it's different. This is different. Or yeah. sometimes it sucks. Sometimes it's good. But I mean, that's I don't know. I I don't know why there's that rule either. I think it's a silly rule. Just let them, yeah, let them do what they want to do, right? Let them do what they want to do. Let yeah. them do what they want to do. Um, okay, so um, some I, other... I think I'm going with the Bengals. I think the Bengals are going to start to okay. a little bit of a roll here. Three-point favorites from Ravens this is a big divisional game. It is a huge one. And <sighs> I, I think those are the only two teams in that division that really, like, Pittsburgh's not looking like a threat to anybody. No, but they did go with the new quarterback, which is just going to make them fun to watch. And they basically chosen to bail on this season and rebuild. Yeah. Um, and the Browns, who knows? They just have to stay tight until they get their who if he's even what's star the, quarterback left. Yeah. Um, what's their what's the record right now, the Browns? I don't know. Actually, it's not in front of me. Two and two, I think. Two and two. Everybody's two and two. Everybody's two and two. Except so I, I you know what? Ah, I want to go with the Ravens, but I feel like that this is where the Bengals catch fire as well. Like this is where they start to show that they're the team they were last year. And it looks that, like the Bengals defense is a little bit better than the Ravens defense this year. Like Obviously, there's more parts to it than just the Bengals playing well, but that last week, that I think that elevated the Bengals to just get a little more confidence, and I think that ended Miami's season right there. I don't think Miami's going deep anymore. Well, if they won't, if they have to rely on Teddy Bridgewater. That's what I'm saying. I think, like, I don't think Tua's going to have a good season after this. Like, I mean, he's, I think he's pretty banged up. Yeah, and I think they're going to lose. It? I think they're going to lose too many games in the meantime, and they they just won't recover for this season. He's got the brain scramblies. That's what I mean. Like that, it was ugly. I think it's that took a ugly. lot away from. I think that took a lot away from their team. Yeah, like he it was it that was he was proven that he was a he was proven that he belonged in this league. And oh, he's playing great. He's playing great, and now it's I don't know. They're, yeah, you're right. I think that but, took all the wind out of their sails. It'll be interesting to see them turn it around. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater could be a Geno Smith. Well, he could be. Yeah, let's. I, there's no reason to rule out Teddy Bridgewater when he was with the Saints. He was like six and zero or something, right? He he had some. He he came to a. If I remember correctly, he started his career really well, and then he had a really bad injury. Like he missed like a year and a half or something. Yeah, yeah, he had a really bad ACL tear or something like that. Yeah, and his that leg, really like, set, that really set back his career. But I mean, when he entered the league, he wasn't a bad player. He was a good, solid, good. reliable player. But where he was, where Minnesota? Yeah, Minnesota, and they loved him there. Yeah, he was. He had was a he had a very promising young career. It kind of got taken away from him. Yeah. But um, that those are the two. Those are I think are the games of the weeks this week that uh, we can talk about football wise. Raiders. Who are the Raiders playing? Who are the Lions playing? The Lions. Jags. Lions are playing the Jags. Patriots in New England. So, oh, oh, that's oh. the game of the week. Well, that's not the game of the week. Nobody cares. But about Matt Patricia on the sidelines. <sighs> Come I on, that's your. About this him. is your game to hate. You love to hate. I and love is- to hate. We better. We better win that game. Oh my God, we better win that game. I, I can't watch for this uh, game. I'm. I. I'm pumped now. I wasn't before. That's what I'm saying. How could you not? Have I don't this even one know circled? if I want to watch though because I, don't, I can't believe you didn't face. have this one circled on the calendar. Just yeah, how you bought a you bought a calendar, this could be the game of the year. specifically right. to circle this date. I, I'm, I'm, you're right. I'm getting pumped up. 
oh, we better beat that fucking guy. Hey, the, the, the Patriots are in shambles right now. What are they on the fifth, sixth, seventh quarterback? Yeah, they're in rough they just shape. Traded right for, they traded for nobody the other day or yeah. signed yeah, get nobody Newton, for the practice. Bring Cam Newton back. Uh, okay, well, I think the Lions win that. I hope they blow them out. I hope it's 48 to fucking 20 because you know their defense ain't stopped them. Well, Matt just calling plays. Yeah, it's true. He's the equalizer for a bad defense. You got Matt Patricia calling plays. Your He's bad so defense happy when they score a touchdown. He's like, wow. Is a result of him. I can't believe that. Oh, wow. I can't believe that we actually scored on that touchdown. What a great play. Like, he's just so clueless. And yes, our bad defense is because of him. He traded away the best players on our defense. Now, who the Raiders got? Raiders play Monday night against the Chiefs. That's that game is usually pretty tight. Like, I think Chiefs take yeah. it. I think, I think the Chiefs take it, but that game is usually tight. Where is yeah, it? In it's Las in Vegas? Kansas City. It's in Kansas City. Oh, that's it. Yeah. It's... But they usually, I think they usually split each year. And if yeah, I'm, they're, like, they're pretty close. Yeah. They're always close games. Yeah. I don't know who won last year. I think the Raiders might have taken two from Kansas City last year. Um, and what about our Jags? Uh, I just went off the page to see if to dive down into the Raiders chiefs history our Jags. The Jags are playing the Texans. Ugh, no That's one's watching awesome. that game. No one's watching that game. $10 tickets to that game. Probably seven and a half favorites for the Jaguars. Yeah, that makes sense. They're a good team this year. Now the hottest team in the NFL. Do you actually think the um, Eagles are the best? Team? They got the best record. Do you actually yes. think they are the best team in the NFL right now? Yes. Yeah. Better yes. like, there's the Bills and the uh, Chiefs, I'd say, that are still, like, yeah, the teams that are still proven to be solid. Um, you put the Eagles ahead of them? Yes. The I still think the Bills are the team. Like, after last week of just watching um, Allen, you know, he just, uh, he took over that game. Like, that's well, yeah. what you'll never see. That's it's what you'll never comeback. see. That's what you'll never see, like, the Baker Mayfields do. You know, all these quarterbacks who criticize, yeah. What what Josh Allen did that game? He that's a quarterback taking over the game. Yep, and that's what he does. That's why he's the arguably one like top five in the league. Eagles are the only undefeated team left, though. So I mean, you have to give it to them just by default. No, um, because you can also like strength of schedule, like the teams they play. No, nah, you can't do that. You go why win loss record? I said well, win loss record at the end of the season, but well, right now it's four up. So if you just Expand that. They're 16, 17, and 0. That's, and their schedule is pretty damn easy coming up. So um, I don't know. I think Eagles is the best team in the league right now. But with that, we are kind of out of time. So thank you, everyone, for listening to Running Down the Clock, Puya. Thanks for uh, taking the time out of your super hectic schedule to uh, have another one of these ridiculous conversations. I hope everyone enjoyed. We will see you next week. Puya, any last words? Yeah, I didn't have any issue taking time out of my day for this because I would have talked for another six hours if you had let me. So <laughs> people, people should be thanking you for stopping. That's why we have the timer. You have timeouts to use. You haven't used any yet, but we'll use them next next week. I get I mean, in the zone. I forget about it. <laughs> Everybody have a good week. Enjoy the uh, weekend if you're Canada. Have a good uh, Thanksgiving Day. Long weekend Sunday. Um, good night. <laughs> Running Down the Clock is brought to you by the Ordinary Podcast Network and is every Thursday running until the week after the Super Bowl. We hope you enjoyed enough to subscribe and tune in again next week.